Journey's Back in Town, Part 2. It's a good idea to murder somebody sooner rather than later. Sounds like a quote from Jack the Ripper. Unfortunately, we don't have quotes from Jack the Ripper because Jack's middle name was Incognito. Why is it we're all fascinated with murder? Same reason we study the Civil War or the Kennedy assassination. The good thing about being thrust into the world of the horrific, the vile, and the despicable is that we can exit out a door and step out of that world. For a breather, anyway. The things that we can't imagine being a part of or even witnessing is strangely tantalizing. Unless you're one of Jack the Ripper's victims, then you better learn to run like hell. In Johnny's Back in Town, I noticed, especially in the audiobook, there's a prolonged period in the beginning of the book before the murder is committed. I almost compressed chapters to get the murder underway. This is true for your normal murder mystery, but the Jones series isn't normal and has other elements. Towny humor, a subplot of a new dean at the college, and a focus on Coco. Coco's old man left his mother and brother when he was just a kid. Johnny Stefani bolted to Vegas to start a new life. It's appropriate that the bowling tournament for the charity about kids losing their father is the centerpiece of the murder scene. Here's where the story gets prolonged. The opportunity is for the Hamilton locals, as nutso as they are, to be in their element with Coco's temper flaring because he owns the bowling alley. Also, it's Coco's insight, not the cops, that establishes the logistics of the murder. When I was growing up, my mother would have a billion stories and background information on everyone who lived in our hometown, complete with nicknames. In Hamilton, there's always a backstory, usually told by Locke Larson, but Coco and the mob have backstories too. Of course, Jones sinks into that history. So when I'm telling the backstory in Jones, I'm probably engaging, albeit fiction, of my mother's embellishing of the past. Hamilton, New Hampshire is separated from the city of Prince William by the Devonshire Hills. Here are two markedly different geographic areas and lifestyles. The area is an amalgamation of Amherst, Massachusetts, where I went to school, and the elements of northeastern Massachusetts, where I grew up. Amherst is separated by the Holyoke Range from the greater Springfield area, and both Amherst and Northeastern are next to the cities of Northampton and Brockton. Father Jim Gallagher, Jones's priest and good friend, bridges the gap between Hamilton and Prince William and conveniently allows Jones lodging when he doesn't have his Jeep. Gallagher's also the moral conscious of Matthias Jones when Jones tiptoes through the assortment of mob characters from Boston to Providence, New York and Vegas, and most of the mob likes Jones. A familiar motif develops in Johnny's Back in Town. Jones, usually with Coco and possibly one of the town's illustrious characters, investigates murders and are very often drawn outside the Hamilton area. Be prepared for car chases and shootouts. Remember, this is not reality. Rather, it's in a realm that most of us will never be in. Like riding a roller coaster, hopefully you're riding at Six Flags and not on the highway. If you read or listen to the Matthias Jones books, you'll see that the ruthless, the arrogant, the boastful, or the snobbish know-it-alls always get their comeuppance. The Marx Brothers, Mo, Larry, and Curly. And if you're from New England, you'll particularly enjoy Arnie Dewis' stunt at the end of this book. I think there's a direct correlation from watching Seinfeld over and over again. I should mention Uncle Dulio. Dulio doesn't say much, but he's totally loyal to Coco and Jones. Waiting for an Uncle Dulio confrontation is well worth it. He started for Notre Dame in football and was in an elite military unit. 
pushing 300 pounds, mostly muscle, he's always eating and provides a deus ex machina that even the gods would envy. RPF.